Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. And we're online at kpcg.fm. And we have a live link at thetrumpet.com. And uh, all of our programming is available there in podcast form at the Trumpet and at uh, kpcg.fm if you can't catch it live. Well, as you look around today at what's happening in this world, you notice that there is a massive leadership crisis in this world. It's a massive crisis. Daily headlines show the terrible and harmful decisions being made by political leaders, decisions that actually harm the very people that they are supposed to be helping, they're supposed to be leading, and yet they're harming them in many ways. And so we have to ask the question, well, what is wrong with the leadership of this world? What's wrong with it? Well, the answer comes by going back to who actually rules this world today. Who's in charge of it? And you can see 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. that talks about Satan, the devil, being the god of this world. The god. And that's shocking for people, but that's the truth of the Bible. Satan's the god of this world. And if you go further and you look at Ephesians 2 and verse 2, it reveals how Satan rules the world today. Let's actually look at that. If you um, have a Bible handy, we could look at some of these passages together. Ephesians 2 and verse 2, we see here how Satan does it. How does he rule? Well, it says, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. And so we see here that Satan's a broadcaster. He broadcasts, and we understand broadcasting. We, you know, All of us have watched broadcasts, whether it's on television or over the Internet or something. Satan broadcasts, and he broadcasts his evil moods, impulses, emotions, selfishness. And he's very negative, and he's very selfish. And if you look at Galatians 5 verses 19 through 21, there, there's a list of the works of the flesh. These are things that people often do as they're influenced by Satan's broadcasting. These wicked fruits include adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, and revelings. That's quite a list. And now do those those uh, fruits pop up in the headlines today? Of course they do, all of the time. And we see a problem with the leadership, and we see a problem with just people in general. That's one of the reasons why those rulers are there is because the people are also doing those things. But again, there's a problem with leadership, and it, it's the works of the flesh, Satan influencing people's thinking. And uh, what results is what we just read there, terrible things. So this is a very wicked and depressing list, obviously, there. And, and, but we see that those things are happening on this earth today. 
Those are the fruits that we often see, unfortunately. And if you go further there in Galatians 5 and look at verse 21, it tells us that they which do such things are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. So the good news in this is that there is a kingdom of God coming. There is a kingdom of God coming, and it's going to be ruled by God the Father and Jesus Christ. And there is a group of people that are being trained to help him, to help Christ rule. Of course, God the Father is over everything, but he gives Christ a lot of power and authority there. And, and Christ perfectly follows his Father. It's a perfect family government. But Christ is going to need people to help him. He's going to need leadership that works under him and helps him in administering God's government on this earth. This is a kingdom, this kingdom of God, that will last forever. And the leadership positions will be filled by righteous rulers. You know, we just read there in Galatians 5.21 that people that are living according to Satan's broadcasting and producing those types of fruits, if they don't change, they won't be in the kingdom of God. Okay, so who will be in the kingdom of God? People that are living by God's law and that are producing fruits of the Holy Spirit. Those are the types of people that will be in the kingdom of God. And, of course, those are the type of rulers that will help Christ rule. Those rulers, now where do they come from? (laughs) Where do they come from? Where do you find people that are growing and developing the character of God? Well, you find it in God's church. God is using his church today to prepare people to rule in the kingdom of God. It's incredible, but it's true. That's what the church, one of the functions, one of the the reasons that um, Christ established the church of God was to train rulers and teachers. It's the truth of the Bible. He needs a a wife to help him, the bride of Christ that's going to help him rule. And we see today when we look at the rulership in this world, the leadership, that uh, it can be pretty wicked. And there needs to be a replacement rulership. And, of course, it has to be that government of God. And Christ needs a helpmeet to help him. Now, John 6 and verse 44 shows us that God the Father decides who to call into his church today. John 6 and verse 44, Christ said, No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. So God the Father observes and looks and sees who, who will be successful today and uh, works with those people and then ultimately calls them. Now after being called and repenting of sin and being baptized, God gives members of his church a portion of his Holy Spirit. And the process, that process, began on the day of Pentecost in A.D. 31, where Christ raised up the church of God. And it began on that day. And you can read about that event in Acts 2. God's church began. Acts 2 and verse 41, it says this, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day they were added about 3,000 souls. So about 3,000 people added there, and there were 120 when Christ was um, crucified. And there, there weren't a lot of people that followed him, but there were, it was a small group there, and then more were added. 
And so the church was growing. The church was growing. God's church was small, but uh, it was growing. It was growing. Now Christ showed in Luke 12 and verse 32 that God's church would always be a little flock in this world. You know, when you compare it to the numerous false religions that are out there, the true church is a small flock, but it has a very important function. And it's doing God's work, and it's being trained. The members are being trained to help rule with Jesus Christ. And through his church, God is training elite leaders for his kingdom. Elite leaders, righteous leaders, leaders that know how to rule with the government of God, and they also know how to submit to the government of God. And so once members are baptized and receive a portion of God's spirit, they have to use that spirit to grow and to develop the very character of God. It's something that doesn't come from man. It has to come from God's spirit. And that spirit has to be used effectively. God tests and he tries his people. And uh, he does that to help them grow spiritually. It's not the easy street being called and being trained in uh, the ways of God's law and government. It's not easy, especially in this world where Satan is still the God of this world. But, again, it's, it's an elite training program. It's an elite training program because God has to determine if these future rulers will first obey his government in this life. It's very practical. God's learning about his people. He's raising up righteous rulers, and he needs to prove them. He needs to prove us and make sure that we're going to follow his government in this life. Notice this in uh, 1 Peter 4, verses 12 through 13. And we're given a, uh, you might say, a reality check here in some ways. 1 Peter 4, verses 12 through 13. It says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. (laughs) So again, you know, trials do happen, and sometimes they're fiery, as it says. And, And it's easy to think, well, why is this happening? But it happens. And, and notice it continues and says, But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. There's going to be tests and trials. Christ had tests and trials. But he has inherited eternal life. And he will uh, replace Satan on the rulership of this earth. And his his bride, his first fruits, his church, those that are going to be born into those rulership positions into the kingdom and family of God at the second coming of Christ, they've got to be trained and they've got to be tested somewhat and tried just to make sure we'll follow that government today. You know, anything, anything, even in this life, the things that people aspire to and, you know, they want to reach some level of success in a particular field, it's a lot of work. Right? It's not easy, and there's, there's struggles, and there's testing, and there's, because they have to be, prove themselves, and they have to be trained and qualified. Well, it's the same with God's people within his church. He's training top-level leaders, and that takes some trying and some testing at times. Notice this quote. This is uh, from Lesson 23 of the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course, which, is, again, is a free course at the trumpet.com. If you have not signed up for it, please do so and take it. It's a great course. It's free. It's educational and uh, will help you understand your Bible. But 
It says those called into God's church have to make a decision, as Adam did. You know, Adam was created, and, and he had to make a choice. Was he going to obey God, or was he going to go Satan's way? He had to make a choice. Well, we have to make that same choice. The quote continues. It says, they too, those called into God's church, must decide whether or not they will follow God. As they continue to live God's way, they are tried and tested. So God will know that the heart of each member is truly turned to God prior to his or her birth into the family of God. You know, God's offering his people eternal life. He's offering them rulership. He's offering them a lot of power. And they have to use it the right way. They have to use it the right way or else it'll be catastrophic. And so God has to test people before he gives them that type of power, that type of authority, that type of responsibility. And ultimately, God's family is being opened up to everybody. But this first fruit group comes in early, comes in first, and is trained to be rulers and to help Christ rule in a very special way. It's an incredible calling. But, of course, there has to be some testing and some trying along the way. And we have to make that decision, okay, are we going to obey God or not? That's a decision we have to make, and it's a, it's a daily decision. Now, Christ made an awesome promise in Matthew 16 and verse 18. It's an incredible promise here. It says, And I say also unto you, talking to Peter here, that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell or the grave shall not prevail against it. Now, he he was saying, look, I'm going to build this upon the rock, and the rock is Christ. Peter was a a pebble, (laughs) and he was the chief apostle, but it's built upon the rock. It's built upon Christ. And as he says, look, the gates of hell or the grave are not going to prevail against it. God's true church would always exist after Christ established it. It would exist. It would be small. It would often be persecuted in Satan's world because, again, Satan is the god of this world, and he hates the training and the leadership that uh, um, God's people are being uh, brought into and are being, again, educated in so that they can take on those leadership roles. He hates that, so he fights against it. But although small and often persecuted in Satan's world, God's church, this teacher's college, is very active. In warning the world of its wrong direction today, there has to be a warning there. You can read about that in Revelation 10 and verse 11. And preparing future rulers for the kingdom of God. You can see that in John 21, verses 15 through 17. There's training that's happening. The Future rulers. We see corrupt rulers today, unfortunately, in many cases. God is preparing replacements He's preparing rulers that will rule righteously, that will rule according to God's law and God's government. Who's being trained in that today? Only those in the church of God. Only those that God has called in and that are submitting themselves to that training program after they're called. And so each member of God's church has a specific God-given role to fulfill. Each one has a, a role. And now there'll be future roles and there'll be future opportunities, but there's a role now too. We can notice this in 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12, we'll look at verses 12 through 14. Talking about the, the body of Christ, the church. It says, for as the body is one 
You know, we, we understand this. We have a physical body, right? For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. So it's one body. It's one group. It's one organization. But it's made up of different members. You have one body, but you've got fingers, you've got toes, you've got different things that make it up, just like we all do. So we can understand this. It says, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. We're talking about the true church here. Whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. So again, there's different races, there's different uh, backgrounds, all kinds of people, different ages that God calls into his church. But one spirit of God, one spirit of God that is empowering his people as they use it, as they use that spirit. It's one body, it's one true church, and they're being trained. They're being taught. Each member follows the government of God. You can see that in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 28. And they fulfill their role in the body of Christ. As they do so, they're being prepared for their future leadership office in the kingdom of God. There are great offices that are ahead, and Christ told us that in, in John 14 and verse 2. John 14 and verse 2. And Christ said, Look, in my Father's house are many mansions or offices. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. I mean, that should be very encouraging to all of us. Christ himself is preparing eternal offices and positions of authority for God's people. And so if you are called into the body of Christ and you're supporting that work and you are baptized and you have God's spirit, I mean, you, you have a place that is being prepared for you by Christ, an office, a job. You're being evaluated and being prepared to take on an office that is going to be incredible and it's going to be perfect for you and for your training. Christ himself preparing eternal offices and positions of authority for God's people. New rulership is coming to this earth and it's going to be righteous rulership. Righteousness. God's righteousness. It all comes from God. It's by God's spirit. It's his power that makes it happen. Notice John 15 and verse 5. This, this elite leadership training, it only happens within God's one true church. Notice John 15 and verse 5. Christ says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Talking to his people. He that abides in me and I in him the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So again, remember, Satan is the God of this world. He broadcasts, and people that are tuned into that broadcast and don't resist it, don't know to resist it, they produce those fruits of the flesh. They're not good. It's an evil list. And, and those fruits and people with those fruits that don't repent, they will not be in the kingdom of God. But here Christ says, look, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. Well, fruits of the Holy Spirit. Fruits of the Holy Spirit. We can't do anything without Christ. We can't do anything without God's Spirit empowering us. But with that, we bring forth much fruit. So remember, God is training his people. He's training his people in the skill of following the government of God. And Jesus Christ said, I will build my church. That's Matthew 16 and verse 18. 
Jesus came to build only one church. You can see Ephesians 4 and verse 4 as a reference. One church, one body of Christ, and, and they're being trained for rulership to correct the problems of this world using the government of God as Christ rules. And, of course, God the Father is the head of the family. He's over it all. But the problems are going to be solved in this world, and we're seeing more and more problems and more and more corrupt leadership. But that's about to change. There is a group being trained and prepared today. That's what your Bible says. Lesson 23 of our Bible Correspondence Course notes this. Those called now are not called just for salvation. They are called for a special training provided only in God's church. God will not allow anyone into his family at the resurrection who refuses now to be part of the church which is receiving spiritual training. Again, not everyone's called today, but for those who are, they've got to accept that calling and be in the true church of God and support the work and submit to that training program. The quote continues and says, this is why it is so important for those who are now called and begotten of God to grow and overcome and be loyal and obedient to the government of God and his church. For the church is indeed the kingdom of God in embryo, soon to be born of the spirit of God. And so we should be very thankful to God that his government is about to be reestablished on this earth. We need it, don't we? Certainly we do. The, the rule of selfish, Satan-inspired leaders is almost over, thankfully. But now is the time to be trained on how to rule with the law and the government of God. For God's people, those that he's called, now is that training time. Notice Daniel 2 and verse 44 talking about the government of God that's about to come to this earth. It says, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. It's going to stand forever. The kingdom of God, and God is training the rulers that will be in this kingdom, He's training them, and uh, he's doing that training within his church. Righteous rulership is coming to this earth very soon, and God's people are being trained to help in that righteous rulership. If you'd like more information about God's church, please request our free book. It's The True History of God's True Church, and you can see that training that's been going on over the years. Fascinating book, and um, certainly one that you want to get. It's free, and it's at thetrumpet.com. Also, Please sign up for the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course, also free and at thetrumpet.com. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live By Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. Until next time, let's strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.